In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. You notice when we read this gospel, it's a very familiar gospel. It's a gospel that we hear very, very often in, uh, in the Coptic Orthodox Church. And when we look at this, when we think about this gospel, there's many aspects we can sit and focus on. But today, there's something specific that stood out to me more than, more than before. Let's look at the scene here. The disciples had just been sent by Christ to go and preach and to serve the community. So they all went to different places. They all went to talk to different people. And they did great things. Right after that, they came back, they told Christ what they did. But many people started joining them. Many people started coming. Many people heard the word of God and wanted to find where Christ was and went and they wanted to go to Him. So now, picture this. You're Christ, you have your disciples with you, and the place where you are is packed. The place where you are is packed. The, the gospel says 5,000 people. 5,000 men. It says 5,000 men. So now consider 5,000 men, their wives, it's double, 10,000. Then, I don't know what the average amount of kids were at that time. So you're talking about 15,000 or more people standing there. And not just 15,000 people, but 15,000 hungry people. Hungry, starving people who are waiting, who are standing in front of Christ and are listening to God's words and are waiting to see what happens next. When we look at this gospel, we think about the great miracle that Christ did when He fed this great multitude. But today I want to focus on something else. I want to focus on what Christ told the disciples. How did this moment happen? So we see, it says, the disciples saw the, great, the big group, and the disciples were Jesus' uh, like, team, right? So they're protecting him, they're making sure everything is smooth for him. And they're standing there and they see this large group of people. The first thought is very logical, very practical. Let's, there's too many people. There's too many people. You know what, Christ? Tell them to go. He said, they said, send the multitude away that they may go to the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions. This is a great thing. This isn't a bad statement. This is very logical. There's 15,000 people. We have no food for them. Before it gets dark, tell them to go to a place where they can find a place of rest. They're in the middle of nowhere right now. Tell them to go and, and get food and get rest. And then maybe we can set up a meeting tomorrow. And Christ responded in a way where it kind of convicted me. more. It's as if I never read this line. He says, you give them to eat. <laughs> 
This is Christ standing there, thousands of people, and the disciples were like, tell them to leave. And he says, no, no, no. You give them to eat. And the disciples are like, Wait, where are we going to get food? They responded, they responded to him, we have no more than five loaves and two fish unless we go and buy food for all these people. It doesn't make sense. We have five bread, five loaves of bread and two fish and there's about 15,000 people. Like five loaves and two fish can barely feed a family, barely feed maybe one or two people depending on how hungry you are. And he's telling them, you're going to give them to eat the food to eat. You feed them. You give them to eat. And this is what Christ teaches us from day one. He tells us that it's our responsibility. But Christ, these people are hungry. These people are in need. It's your responsibility. Wait, but Christ, these people are sick. These people are tired. It's your responsibility. And this responsibility, Christ constantly reminds us. When He says, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Christ came to this world to teach us how to live, but also to equip us and empower us to do His work, to do the work of the kingdom. This morning, it was a very, very special morning, because it's the first baptism of this church. And the child, Aliso, who was baptized by the name of John, is now a Christian. And like we said earlier, he's completely fresh, completely newborn, completely... He's now a Christian just like every single one of us. And the idea is, he now has a responsibility, like all of us, to be the light of the world. To be an example to bring Christ to everywhere He goes. When Christ says you are the light, He really means make sure you're flashing Christ's light everywhere you go. So you think of a dark room and you bring in a flashlight. With this flashlight, in that area of the room, it's no longer dark. Now it's a light area. So when we talk about, when Christ says, you give them to eat, He's putting the responsibility on us. Now, there's a struggle here. Because this is not what society tells us. Society tells us, somebody's in need, mind your business. Somebody's in need, turn away. Don't get involved, it's none of your business, stay away. Somebody's in need, they'll figure it out. There's too much liability, there's too much, uh, things, we can, things can get messy, I don't want to get involved, I don't want to cause any problems. Let them figure it out, and you know what, like, it's okay. I'll pray for them. What Christ teaches us, He tells us, you have the responsibility. We, as Christians, are the hands and feet of Christ. We are His hands and feet. We are responsible. Now, what are we responsible for? The world that we live in is a broken world. It's broken. 
There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of problems. There's many, many issues. But our responsibility as Christians is to be Christ in those areas. What did Christ do when He saw a broken person? He went and lifted them up. He comforted them. What did He do when He saw a man who's paralyzed for 38 years, or a man who's born blind, or someone who was living a life of sin? He went to them. He spent time with them. He sat with them. He lifted them up. He healed them. He healed them. He gave Himself to them in order for them to be transformed. That was the role of Christ. But He didn't just say, I am the light of Christ when He talked about Himself. He did say, I am the light of the world. But then He says, you are the light of the world. And in this Gospel says, you give them something to eat. Not me. It's your responsibility. And many times we say, you know, we, we, we fall back. And the reasons why, like things are going bad around us, and it's our responsibility. But think about why we don't stand up and we don't take on this responsibility. There's many reasons. Number one is we don't realize that it's our responsibility. We have the mentality of like, I didn't make these bad choices. It's not my fault. So why, why do I have to get involved? Like, I don't realize... Like, my, the first thing is realizing that it's my responsibility. People make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We all have struggles. But God teaches us that it's each and every single person's responsibility to be there and to do that. So the first thing is acknowledgement of the situation. That yes, there are struggles, regardless of how they started, regardless of why they started, regardless of the problems, regardless of the situations, the decisions. Christ teaches us that it's our responsibility through His grace, through His work of the, the work of the Holy Spirit, that we're able to make a difference and be a light and transform the people that were around. The next reason why we don't is we're embarrassed. We're embarrassed. What if I what if somebody's going through something and I say something that upsets them? What if what if I say something and they don't believe in God and they might be weird around me. They make might like make fun of me or might just kind of like pull away a little bit from me. So what? Just a chapter before this, Christ taught the apostles when they go out on their mission and they go speak to people and they're bringing peace to the places where they go and they bring healing. He said, if somebody rejects you, dust the, 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 the sand or the dirt off your sandals and continue. Just move on. You did your part. The responsibility is on you, and our role is to just do our part. Leave the results to God. Many times, we, I mean, we, we grow up thinking, we do something, we need to see results. And that's how, we, that's how we're, we're wired, right? I study, I need to see a good grade. 
Like I studied, I, get, I did my part. I need to see the result. I helped somebody, I need to see some progress, and I need to see like some, some progress or, or, or a result from me helping. Leave the result to God. In this story, he says, you give them to eat. Did he just leave them alone and say, okay, I'm going to go take a nap. You figure out the food situation. Let me know what, what you guys do. No. He, says, he said, you give them to eat. But he told them what to do. He told them, break them down in groups of 50. Create some sort of system. Organize it in this way. And he took up the five loaves and the two, the two fish, gave thanks, blessed it, and then gave it back to the disciples to hand out. So Christ doesn't leave us alone. God, when He works with us, He doesn't leave us alone. But it's up to us to do the work. It's up to us to do the work. Us doing the work is an opportunity to be blessed. Think of it this way. Could Christ just have snapped His fingers and fed this multitude? Absolutely. Absolutely. But He gives us, because He loves us, an opportunity to be blessed. He gives us an opportunity to serve. When we serve in the church, can, can one or two people do a lot of the work in the church? Yeah. But that's not how our church is organized. Our churches are organized so that there's many different roles and many different services and many different servants. That every single person here today in this church is a servant. And that our role as Christians is to serve in one capacity. Can, can one person do many jobs? Yes. But the idea is that we all work together. And that we all receive a, a blessing. Another reason that we might not be willing to take on the responsibility is, come on, Abuna, we have no time. Like, I have no time to go, like, you want me to stop and talk to this person? I'm going to be late for my appointment. I'm going to be late for work. I'm going to be late for school. I'm going to be late for going home. You want me to stop and talk to them? I have no time. I have so much work to do. Like, let somebody else do it. But we have to remember something important. And this goes the same with money. You see somebody in need. You say, Abuna, like, honestly, I would help, but right now my financial situation is not the greatest, so let me just figure myself out, and I promise I will help. I promise I will come back and help financially. Like, I get it, it's important, but not right now, Abuna. And the idea behind that is for time and for money, we have to remember or think about the source. Who gave us time? God. Who gave us the ability to have money? God. So technically, it's not your time and it's not your money. So when you give it back to God, it's not, like, let's not think of it as we're, we're doing charity Yes, it is a form of charity. Yes, it's important. But it's God's time. 
It's God's money. It's God's energy that we have. Another reason we might say is we're too tired. Ah, oh, Abuna, you really want me? You want me to do the service? Like, okay, let me just, I'll, I'll do it another time. The idea is that we're blessed. The disciples here were now given an opportunity to be blessed by God in the service. This responsibility starts, like we said, at baptism. So Aliso or John today started his responsibility. We think about how many years we've been baptized. We now start our responsibility. We have our responsibility. It's important for us to, to step up and to continue working with our relationship with God in order to serve His people. The last part, he says, Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up towards heaven, he blessed and broke them and gave them to the disciples. Like we said, it's not us who are making the change. The fathers of the church teach us that as we, as we put ourselves in a, in a position to be blessed, God works in amazing ways. God transforms the people around us. God transforms the area. Who are we responsible for? You are not just responsible for yourself. You're not just responsible for your family or close group of friends. You're responsible for the world. You are the light of the world. So we might feel like this person doesn't want to hear the word of God. This person is an atheist. This person is a different religion. It's okay. Put yourself out there. Growing up, God taught me a very important lesson when it comes to this. There were, we were doing a service, and it was serving uh, the community, serving like the, specifically the homeless congregation. And when we first started, we were very, very, very nervous. Like, a bunch of college kids, like, what are we doing? What if they say something to us? What if they, what if they yell at us? What if, what if they ignore us? What if they don't accept any of this? Like, this is not good. And God made it very, very simple in a way where all it took was some pizza, and we went up to people, and we, we gave them the pizza, and we prayed with them. We said, you know, here you go. And they said, why, why are you giving us this? We said, because God taught us to give. We, I like pizza, maybe you like pizza. Here you go. Very, very simple. And at first, I'm thinking, okay, like, how, long, how many times do we have to talk to them to, so that they can know Christ? And what do we do next? And what's the next step? None of that stuff matters. God was doing the work. God was working inside of them. And God allowed us to see fruit that was unbelievable. Fruit that goes beyond what we could have imagined. People who are going from not knowing who Christ is, never heard of Him, 
to reading the Bible and highlighting things and asking us questions and, and teaching their friends. And that all went, not because of anything we did, but because, because we did it, God works through it. Today, as we pray in the liturgy, we all have a role. We're praying, but God does the change. God changes the bread and the wine to the body and blood. When we go out into the world, when we go out into the world, we are also doing the same things. St. John Chrysostom says that the liturgy is outside. Because anywhere you go, you're changing an area. It's your responsibility to show, bring a light to a dark world, a broken world. And this world is going to be continuing to be broken. So we have many opportunities. But it's up to us to step up and to take that responsibility. And glory be to God forever. Amen.